All right, I think it is recording. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we're back, motherfuckers. What to do? Yeah, son. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's hot nerd shit coming at you, motherfuckers. Hot nerds, hot nerds. Hot ner- That's going to be the new name of it, hot nerds, man. <laughs> I can't talk right now. I'm doing hot nerd shit. That's a TikTok hot- trend. <laughs> hot nerd shit. I like yeah. that. <laughs> Hot nerd shit coming at you guys. Um, we tried to do hot nerd shit last time, but it didn't quite work out. It was a, I don't know. We could say it was a human error. I mean, you work in IT, so there's a good chance that it was human error on my part. Oh, yeah. But let me tell you guys this, the listeners. I don't want to say that it was the best podcast that's been ever produced, but I think mm-hmm. it was. Right. And unfortunately, you guys we're not able to witness it so hopefully this week it won't be a shit show and you'll get to see a glimpse of what you could have saw with the last one that we fucked up and didn't record properly i've i've i feel like it, they spotify would have been backing up the brinks truck to I, I think so yeah like we we probably would have supplanted joe rogan i would think yeah they would said here take all the money i'll take it all we'll kick yeah. joe off to give you more money yeah you know, it was fantastic. It was really good. So it was a bummer, but you know, we're gonna try to go over uh, Iron Man three, the third of uh, I guess just kind of the Iron Man origin story, and um, then we'll get into a little Mortal Kombat because we've been teasing Mortal Kombat for a little while, and I finally got to fucking see the new Mortal Kombat. So I'm super pumped to talk about that. <laughs> okay <laughs> all right <laughs> so um yeah iron man 3 i like I, I was kind of my main point from that was that was what got me and and that was the hook for me in marvel now i understand where people go so crazy for marvel just like i'm not saying i'm a marvel guy now i'll always be a star wars guy but i get it now i get why people went crazy for that franchise because I got a little bit swept away with it in Iron Man 3. And I said that it was like Lethal Weapon, except for with Iron Man, and I was my least favorite of the three movies. <laughs> that, that, <laughs> you say this, and I do that. Yeah, um, yes. I, so, I, yeah, I don't know. I, it was So, it definitely, you're right. It, it had that action-packed, beginning-to-end action, fight scenes action. But it was it was the first time that I didn't, hate i hated the villain more than i hated tony stark i actually started to feel for tony stark he was a little bit humanized in that one i felt he was but at the same time like it made me realize that all three movies all the villains from tony stark just were pissed off at him because he was an asshole and it's like how much of an asshole do you have to be where somebody wants to just (laughs) continuously kill you and take over your company yeah man yeah and you brought up a really good point last time which was when you said we were kind of like oh you can understand the other guys wanting to kill him a little bit like the russian dude i was like well you know his his dad died it all poor and forgotten and maybe somehow tony's dad took some of his ideas and came became famous but you're like this third dude in the third movie he was being kind of fucking dramatic it was super dramatic. You left me on the roof by myself, and I almost wanted to kill myself. But then I said, "No, I'm going to yeah. kill you instead." He became a supervillain because he yeah. was on a windy roof on a cool night. And then I plotted, 
and I waited for the right time to steal yeah. your woman and ruin your business. Yeah, I mean, now now that you're saying it, it was kind of cliche. Like, I'm, I'm going to yeah. come back super handsome and take your girl and destroy yeah. your company. Like the nerdy guy from high school coming back to get revenge. Yeah, it's just like, come on. You could have wasted your time with so much better things to do in your life. And then, and then uh, yeah, that bad. It, he right. So, but but what I kind of like, they kind of had him having the anxiety attacks and the things like that, and and you know, he's just this brash, cocky, smart, intelligent asshole who has everything. And then that felt like having him deal with his anxiety, panic issues, whatever they were, like made me kind of feel for the guy a little bit. And I was like, you know what, man? What Tony's human. Tony's like the rest of us. Just with a lot of money and a lot of robots in a suit, but he's like the rest of us. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> the the rest of us. Yeah, I could I could be Tony us, Stark. Our, us nine to five workers. <laughs> <laughs> and then I went on to make an asshole. Basically, last episode could have just been Kareem says outlandish things with no research, and then you correct me because. <laughs> I was talking about John Favre's character and I'm like, I just like that happy Hogan character. I think he's hilarious. He does a great job with him. So I don't care that he puts himself in the movies he directs. <laughs> and and then like, I go and say, he didn't direct this one. No, no, not at all. No. no. Did he direct any of them? Yeah, he directed the first two, I believe. Okay, and then stepped out for the third one. All right. Correct, because I pointed out that the director of the third one also directed Lethal Weapon movies. Which yes. is the reason why it really felt like a Lethal Weapon movie. True. And I love the Lethal Weapons. I did too. Except for the fourth one. Because yeah. the fourth one, and it wasn't because Chris Rock was in it. It was because you put Jet Li in there, and you want to try to make me believe that old-ass Danny Glover and old-ass Mel Gibson are going to be in shape, mid-aged Jet Li. That's not happening. Ever. Briggs. Briggs. Yeah, I don't I don't buy it either. I don't. Yeah. And I, that just upset me. Yeah. And Jelly's a bona fide badass, like legit yeah. bona fide badass. Yeah. Not just in movies. I think he's like in real life. I would not fuck with Jet Li. Oh no, not at all. Um yeah, so the bad guys were creepy in it, which I which I enjoyed that. Because usually they're kind of just like, oh, this monster, this thing. But they were kind of legit fucking creepy the way they would like glow and then like melt apart and shit. I thought that that was pretty, pretty cool for bad guys. Yeah, that was pretty. That was decent. And um, then finally, my last point was disappointed that they didn't do a spinoff um, with the bad guy or like the fake bad guy. Um, the main dude. What the fuck was his name? Um the, the Mandarin videos, the Mandarin. I yeah. I wish they would have just been like, now here's a spinoff about the fake Mandarin and how he gets hookers and drinks and does drugs and it says ridiculous things because that was one of the funnier parts of the movie for me was that guy. No, I really I, liked him. I do, I do agree with that. And then I remember mentioning that apparently they had a small short where they mentioned that the real Mandarin actually comes to visit that dude in prison. Well, not not the Mandarin himself, but like an agent for the Mandarin comes and visits that dude in prison. So apparently they're actually still doing that real Mandarin, and it's supposed to be in the new Shang-Chi movie coming out soon. Will be fucking sick. I'm very, very ready for it. Even Me though too. I got excited on the wrong Marvel movie, which just speaks again to my ignorance in the Marvel universe. That It's okay. Uh, we'll forgive you. Know. you. All right, thank you. Appreciate. We that. will forgive you. 
We can't forgive the what I feel the shit show that was Iron Man three, but I can forgive you for just being ignorant, not realizing how terrible of a movie it was. Yeah, I, I appreciate. It. I feel like a lot of this is you. You're gonna have to be very forgiving of my ignorance. <laughs> yeah, but what we're about to talk about next, this is gonna decide whether we're gonna stay friends or not. This this okay. next topic, this is gonna decide it for sure. Okay, <laughs> all right. <laughs> so let's, without further ado, the new Mortal Combat. <laughs> Let's get Mortal Kombat. I wish that we had the copyrights to play that shit. Mortal Kombat. I wish there was like some sort of like janky audio version of it where somebody's just making the noise themselves. Like, put that in there. Kid in the background. Mortal Kombat. we need to do. Mortal Kombat. We we just do acapella versions of all the songs that we want. We'll put it on uh, here. That'd be fantastic. So Mortal Kombat uh, did not. Oh shit! Had a oh I thought I read five million dollar budget, but fifty five million dollars kind of make makes sense, I guess. <laughs> I was about <laughs> to excuse a lot of it because I had a low budget, but I just misread it. No. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well there goes there goes my first thing shot right in the foot right out of the gate i was about to be like well with the budget they had they did their best. no no they had a pretty decent budget and it was all wasted on the first fight scene and the last fight scene yeah uh yep so yeah okay let's 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 start there good good first place to start yeah the first fight scene kind of was like oh shit like this movie's yeah. about to be on. Yeah, the first fight scene is very leading. It's like meeting a girl at a bar, and you're like, "Oh, look at those boobies!" And then yep. the rest of the movie is the girl pulling out the toilet paper that she stuffed inside her bra to make her boobies look bigger than they really were. Yeah, that's how it. this movie is. Uh huh. And then you're sold like, me a dream. And then you're kind of going through it, and you th- and you think it's gonna pick up a little bit, and um. Yeah, the middle was kind of weird. So, like you said, the big opening scene, the beginning and the middle is kind of like getting the crew together. Yeah. So, so the premise being, um, you're born with the Mortal Kombat tattoo. It's like a mark on your body, almost like a like a birthmark. Yeah, it's a birthmark. And yeah. um, and they're going around trying to collect all the people who are going to represent the human realm in the Mortal Kombat fight, and. And the Kano's there, and the, you know he, you kind of think he's good, but then he's bad. And then Shang Tsung goes full Donald Trump. He wants to stop this fight from happening before it even happens. <laughs> and didn't even think about that. He sure did. He We've was... got to stop the fight right now. We don't want the fight to happen because if the fight happens, we might lose. You know, you know what I'm saying, and and you know what? That's they would say we we would lose, but we would win. But we don't even want to let it go there. You understand? They're not worth it. You understand? They're just not worth it at all, whatsoever. Yeah. So he went full Donnie on us, and he was trying to stop this fight from happening, which may have saved the movie in the long run. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing saved this movie. No, it was it was pretty bad. I, I went on every forum that I saw where someone talked about this movie. I left the same comment: lukewarm trash. It was very terrible. <laughs> wasn't as wasn't as bad as the second of the first two movies. Yeah, but 
wasn't good either. Just so much expectation. And you're going to explain their powers by the mark of the tattoo of the Mortal Kombat symbol on each person? Yeah. And, and then know. someone pointed out, like, Kano, uh, he, he discovered his power because he was roasted. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. Kano got roasted until he shot a laser out of his eye. Yeah, I oh, just so, so, so much awfulness. Yeah, so much and, awfulness. And then Jax's power is just more metal. Yeah, yeah, they get. I don't even. How is that a power? They just. They I don't gave, know. gave him robotic arms. That's not discovering a power. They just gave it's him not. robotic arms, and he got new ones. Yeah. Like, I just feel that at some point, someone in there acting had to be like, this is some bullshit. Can we can we go to the cutting board and change some of this? Because, I mean, you're paying me a lot, so I, I guess I'll say the lines, but better things could have been could have happened here. Sonya Blade was super annoying the entire movie. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. She kind of had that boss girl vibe the whole time. It would suck is I really like that actress. She was in a uh, show on USA. Uh, it was called, um, oh crap, what was it called? Uh, it was about um, uh, uh, first responders. Oh, okay. All right. I Let's was see here. I was trying to decide if I thought she was hotter than the original Sonya Blade. That was what I spent some time deciding as I was watching it. Gotcha. I think she's Australian. It, the show is called Sirens. Really good show if you ever get a chance to watch it. Sirens, okay. Sirens, yep. If you can find oh, I it. Do, yeah, I did hear it. Yeah. All right. I've definitely heard yeah. Sirens, yeah. Because who really, was the really original? Good show. Was it Bridget Wilson from was yeah. she, uh, Billy Madison's girlfriend there? Yeah, I think it was Bridget Wilson. I think she did. Yeah. Did she do both of them? I think so. Yeah. I like, I don't know. I like them both. Bridget Wilson Sampras. That's where she did marry Pete Sampras. She married Pete Sampras. Okay. Oh, wow. She did the voice of Sonya Blade in Mortal Kombat 11. Good for her. She's committed to the franchise. Well, they, yeah. They, I don't know. So here's, here's another thing I found a little bit off about it is they did pay like homage kind of with some of the cheesy video game one-liners, which I'm totally fine with. I was hoping that they would. I was hoping they would, but I wanted them to do it more like um, uh, Cobra Kai did, where it's like, if you're going to be cheesy, be fucking cheesy. Yeah. Don't don't try to be cool and put it in because it's never going to come off as cool just because you had that, like, the franchise built on top of cheese. The original fucking Mortal Kombat were so cheesy. That's what made them good. And, I, and I'm perfectly fine with that. That, that was yeah. perfectly fine. That Absolutely. part was okay. Yeah, so I wish they would have like uh, just leaned into that a little bit more, been a little more proud of their cheesy past, put it in, um, kind of have those comic relief part. I felt like there was opportunity for comic relief with bringing back some of the old stuff. Um, but Kano was pretty good comic relief throughout the whole movie. I think he might oh, have yeah. been, been the, the best part of the movie because when they would kind of lose you and go off on these long you know weird whatever they were doing kano would say something funny like he said at one point like referred to the guys as twirling around their anal beads like their yeah. weapons and i was like, yeah, <laughs> that's pretty good <laughs> yeah I, I like kano he um the actor he used to be in a show actually with don Cheadle, who right. was 
roadie uh, on Showtime. It was called uh, House of Lies. And on the show, he played this dude, Doug, where he's like supposed to be like super squeaky clean. So yeah. it's funny watching him be like the complete opposite in another movie where he's like dropping F-bombs left and right. Do, does he have an, is he naturally have an accent or was that? Just oh, yeah. Oh, no, that's not. I think he's Australian as well, because I didn't realize he actually had an accent until uh, they did a live version of House of Lies for yep. uh, like improv. And like you heard him like announce his name before he went into his character. And I was like, wait, he has an accent. Holy shit. Yeah. Good for I, him. I was going to I was going to make some outlandish claims again, totally unsubstantiated in reality or research. But I was just going to be like, these people are a bunch of nobodies. And then you just keep saying like they were in other things like I like going back <laughs> to last week when I was like, Idris Elba never did anything until the office. And you're like, that is not uh, at all correct. Actually, yeah, actually <laughs> Idris Elba has been around for a pretty long time. Yeah, that's, that's a good point, Kareem, except you are totally wrong. Yeah. So, so spoilers here. I think the part that pissed me off the most. There's two parts that like I really just could have like thrown a baby because I was so yes. pissed off at it. One, the fact that the main character beat Goro. Like, oh shit! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he finds his power, which is just a golden shield, right? And he beats Goro, like Goro, who's been a nine-time champion. This guy is the yeah. one that beats him. Right. He can't find nobody else. Gets his ass kicked every time. Can't find his power. And to save his family, he beats Goro. And then the other thing is when Sonya Blade beats the other random character who they bought in from like a, a Mortal Kombat way later on in the series. Like they could have per- they could have bought any other character for like Mortal Kombat 1 or 2. And they right. decide to bring, uh, well, she beat Melina. Which is in Mortal Kombat two. Yep. Um, Tara was the one I was talking about from like Mortal Kombat like nine or whatever. But like she beats Molina, and then she just comes jumping through the portal with her power already intact, shooting a hole through bitches. Right. There was no like I need to. There's no soul searching to find her power. She just all mm-hmm. of a sudden she got her power. That was it. Yeah. And let me rephrase that. She beats Kano to get her power, and then she just comes flipping through and shoots her little rings, and it just puts a hole inside of. Molina's chest. No fighting. Yeah. Just bam. The, I thought that right there would have been a good opportunity, I think, because there were the, the most character kind of development was really between like almost Kano and her. Like there was a lot of back and forth, the whole movie between them, a lot of tension. Like, are they going to fight? Or like when they were walking through the desert or whatever. I thought it would have been cool to maybe just keep Kano around and kind of play that out for a while where like they're kind of arch nemesis he traded joined the other side um i mean i'm i don't know i'm spitballing but i feel like that might have been oh, a yeah. nice little storyline to, to bring about um later on but yeah you're right about the goro thing i was losing my mind because he is like the obviously just looking at him he's the most intimidating just crazy fucking character in the whole thing and then in the original ones it was a big thing to get up to fight goro yeah right that was like you mm-hmm. had to get up to fight goro and then they just like send goro to go kill a guy who anyone should have been able to kill at that point because he hadn't discovered his powers and exactly and and i thought the whole i thought the entire fucking thing was sub-zero was the one that had to kill that guy and his family i thought that was the whole point of the movie i, I was, thought so too 
Sub-Zero was trying to stop that bloodline. He's trying to kill them the whole movie, except for when they send Goro randomly. <laughs> just just a whole bunch of just like, oh, we just we just heard the name Mortal Kombat, busted a nut real quick, and then just threw the script out and hoped to God that it worked. And HBO Max is just like, you know what? We're trying to we're trying to get people. So yeah, go ahead. This this one will work. Yeah, this, this is this storyline will work. This this is why, man. This is why. Just give it to Netflix. Just fucking give it to Netflix. Give it, yeah. let, them, let them handle it. Well, the HBO Max is what are they doing? Actually, now, now again, I'm just throwing out bullshit because I don't actually know what else HBO Max is doing. They could be doing great things, but this was not one of them. They did because the Justice League starter cut was fantastic and amazing. Okay, all right. What? But this movie, but Mortal Kombat, it was lukewarm trash. Lukewarm just, trash. That's just very stamp. Very it. upsetting. Let's stamp that shit. Mortal Boom. Kombat. Lukewarm, lukewarm trash. trash. Yep. Hot this one dirt. did not fuck me up to the moon. Not at no, all. No, did not fuck us up to the moon. This did no. this was the opposite. This was terrible. Yeah, like the, so sad about this movie. The, I mean, and they apparently, I guess they already got to go ahead to do a number two. So I'm excited about. The, I'm, I'm hoping maybe they'll hear from the fans and be like, "This was trash," and, and correct it so that number two is good. And yeah. um, Shang Tsung did mention. That like you know, just because they're dead doesn't mean they're dead. Because I guess he has their souls or whatever. So oh, most of okay. because at first I was like, you fucking killed half the people who were supposed to be fighting in this tournament. That never happened, right? But then Shang Sun made a mention of like you know, just because they're dead doesn't mean that they're really dead. So I'm sure he'll end up bringing back, bringing them all back somehow. Yeah, that's true. And I and uh, yeah, because if they if they just get if they just got rid of Sub Zero like that, like come on. Like you got to keep yeah. him around. He's a main guy. He's an original character. Yeah. Um. And I'm glad they changed the name to Sub Zero because I kept saying his name and I kept laughing like a fucking third grader when they were like Bihan and I just kept thinking like Bihol, ha That's all. I, every time they said Bihan, that's all I could think of. <laughs> uh, yeah. The, the the and the only other thing was Melina. I liked I liked her kind of character. Was very creepy looking. Very. Oh yeah. Very very uh-huh. what the fuck was that dragon thing from something you mentioned was that dragon half dragon girl from a, yeah a that's natara she's from like mortal kombat like 10 i think is the first time you see her yeah because my wife who's a big she's like she's a big mortal kombat player she played it a lot as a kid actually she can kick my ass in it and um she was like who the fuck is a dragon i was like i have no idea who that is i don't know where they're going with that but so the only one who was a new character was the main kid yeah, which they, like, I guess they just felt like they had to p- introduce a different character in order to bring the game together or something like that. I don't know. I thought it was dumb. It, yeah. It could have based, based it around Sub-Zero. could have based it around any of those other characters. could have based it around Liu Kang. Because Liu Kang wins the first tournament. I think uh, Kung Lao wins the second tournament, if I'm not mistaken, in the games. So yeah. why not one of those two basic character movies around? Yeah, they they did the fucking they kung they goroed kung lao. They just kind of killed him off like immediately, like boom. He's yeah, he, he's done. Yeah, just you know the champion of the next tournament after this one. But if we kill him off, boom, he's done. Yep, and and then uh, the kid, the main guy, they introduced like what the fuck was his powers? Even it wasn't even clear what his powers were. No, it was not. It was I can take a punch, ooh, yeah. and give it back to you. 
bam. Yeah, right. It was like you punch him in that like weird. It looked like a mummy wrap that he yeah. had on the armor and it made him glow when you hit him. Like I was thinking, is he absorbing it and then turning it into energy, like absorbing the energy and then distributing the energy. And then he had like sharp little blades on his like hands. He's little like, I don't know. Yeah, like, it almost look like a sickle, but you hold it in your hand kind of a blade. Like it was, it was just awful. It was bad. It was really bad. Yeah. Um, nothing is good to the original man. Absolutely. Like the, the first Mortal Kombat was, I was like, oh, even if they do, even if they kind of like semi like play it down the middle on this. It's gonna. It could be better than the first one because the first one again, it was just so bad it was good. But, um, but they didn't. It just it, it didn't even not even come close to touching that. No, not at all. One of my favorite scenes from the original, and I gotta mention this because my brother-in-law, uh, like he, you know, him and his sister, they played a lot of Mortal Kombat growing up. Um, we'd always, I'd always just geek out and laugh, and we'd rewind it. Is when, um. I th- think it's maybe sub-zero and luke kang are fighting i want to say and then they go down a ramp and sub-zero does like back handsprings and fucking cartwheels and ninja flips and shit down this ramp and then luke kang rounds the the corner and then he just jumps up in the air and just goes yeah after like Sub Zero did this insane thing down the ramp, like his his response was to jump in the air and go yeah <laughs> down the ramp. And then he sent me the other day this. Uh, he was reading a review or something of the original original Mortal Kombat, and uh-huh. somebody else I have the review right here says at around fifty four minutes, Liu Kang was supposed to duplicate the acrobatic flips of Sub Zero down the ramp during the fight, but Robin Shao couldn't pull it off successfully after a few takes instead of yell uh instead of the acrobatics he just ran down the ramp yelling like a maniac (laughs) (laughs) that was the shot they used (laughs) that's awesome i was like i'm glad i'm not the only one that noticed that shit (laughs) (laughs) oh man i'm trying to see if i can find it wet trash Uh lukewarm trash lukewarm trash yeah that's funny i'll have to look for that later on yep around 54 minutes (laughs) (laughs) oh man there's just so uh, there's a part uh in the beginning like i don't remember if uh jacks actually says his name when he tells cole to get into the car because sub-zero's fighting after them they go driving off and then Jax is like, I got Sub-Zero from here. You, you, you just go to Sonya Blade. Yeah. And one, like, my man is shooting hail out of the sky. What makes you think that you're going to win this fight? That, that was my first question. But then, like, uh, they're driving, and they, I guess they, he goes to his house first. And, like, the wife was like, you heard what Jax said? And I was like, did this motherfucker even say his name? He just said, get in the car. Yeah, that's that is true. Actually, yeah, I, yeah, I got to rewatch it and see if she just randomly knew his name, right? Yeah, like he's just like in the car, and now she's talking to him like they were childhood friends, right? Ja- like, tr- Remember, Jack said we got to keep moving. Trust this man. I just met briefly five minutes ago, and let's drive to this house in Indiana. Like, yeah, nothing about this night has been suspicious to this point. I know, and then they just made Sonya Blade seem just like a 
a sad woman trying to like recapture her. I don't know. Like she just made it seem like she was just like a paranoid cat lady without a cat. Yeah, she definitely had all of the symptoms of a cat lady, like in her like little trailer in a little shitty yeah. industrial area of town. I don't even know where she was. It was all fenced off and weird, and it was all dark in there and sad looking and outdated. Yeah, I don't know what that was about. And they made reptile an actual reptile. <sighs> yeah, like I guess they were maybe trying to give a nod to the second Mortal Kombat. Because, you know, he's like a weird, kind of really shitty looking, almost like a gecko in that one. And that's fine. He can still be a ninja. Yeah, I was I was actually kind of hoping that they didn't. I was kind of hoping that they made him like he was in the video games and like a green Sub-Zero. Oh, I know. That's what I was hoping for, too. Or even if they, like, if he even has, like, reptile-like features, but still was like a ninja. I'd been perfectly fine with that. Yeah. But, like what they made him in this movie was just awful. And then again, like just the nerve of us humans to believe that we're just going to beat everything that gets thrown at us <laughs> from other worlds. <laughs> like, we're right. not winning. If this thing is, can turn invisible. No, like, and and you're not beating Goro. You're not just <laughs> discovering your powers and beating Goro. That's not at all going to happen. No, not at all. He was strong enough. Okay, before there was the fight went on for a little while before the kid found his powers. Like, yeah, he was getting his ass kicked. He he should have been dead. If think about it, Goro was strong enough to literally punch a garage into a pile of rubble. Then one punch from Goro should have just killed him immediately. Uh, No, agreed. And like. I want to say Goro was easily like what about eight feet tall? Yeah, I, I would. Yeah, probably ten. Yeah, yeah, he was like ten, ten to twelve feet tall. Like he was huge. Yeah, yeah. Like there's no, there's just no way that he would have beat him. And like I know you're supposed to suspend belief for movies, but like still make it believable within this movie that this character is going to win. And there's just nothing believable about it. It was just I, yeah. Oh. I, I was, because at the end they're like we're gonna team so they have like a dumb fucking like a team moment in in the movie where they all get together in that like in purgatory realm or whatever yeah. the fuck that was <laughs> and they're like listen guys you're gonna get this guy you're gonna get this guy we're gonna team back up and we're gonna get sub-zero I, like okay uh, i'm on board with you for that but if it would have been we're gonna team back up to get goro that would have made more sense and that would have actually drove the movie towards the gigantic guy with four arms that was the main, you know, kind of warrior in the other movies. Who was the guy you had to get up to fight. That would have made sense. That would have made more sense. I would have went on with that. Like, okay. Agreed. And like, I know that they're trying to make it rated R because it's Mortal Kombat, but like none of the guys, none of the bad guys had to die. Like they could have got their asses kicked and then, you know, Shang Tsung just pulled them back because he realizes they're losing. Yeah. There you go. And Set says, up. we'll see you for the tournament versus like taking out everybody. Yeah. You could have had just a brutal, bloody fight scene with all of that. Maybe you got to kill one person, kill one person and make it a cool finish him, rip his skull out with his spine kind of a thing. So everybody gets to go, oh, he said the thing and he did the thing from the video game. And then that's your big moment. 
and then you pull everybody back and you go, we'll see you guys at the fucking fight. Absolutely. And then you yeah. have this set up for the second movie. We just wrote a better movie than they did. And we did it in 30 minutes. Yeah. Like, uh, the part where Jax loses his arms, that should have been a backstory of the first time he encountered Sub-Zero and he already has the fucking metal arms when he meets up with Cole the first time. That's how it should have been versus right. I have these arms that were made by Chinese monks that, <laughs> <laughs> that are robots, that are machines from the 1800s that use steam power and now my special power means I'm going to all of a sudden... Yeah, that it not clear still not clear on jackson his power still not super clear on that also total disregard for hygiene in that entire whatever world that they're in i mean they're in the human realm i'm assuming there's still like you know staph infections and shit like that and yeah they're just no gloves on just barehanded blood stitching people up and shit like it's the civil war and um yeah, it was just it was those weird monk guys. I don't know what the hell they were doing. And then at one point, was it Liu Kang was stitching up, or was it uh, Kung Lao? Uh, I forget. I, yeah, one one of somebody was stitching somebody up just barehanded again. And yeah, it just bothered me. Yeah, I'm just sensitive. Whole thing just bothered me. Yeah. Like and it sucks because I like the actor, the guy that played Jax. Yeah, yeah, I did like him too. Yeah, just this movie was just uh, it just hurt. It did hurt, and my wife was very happy. She's a big Johnny Cage fan, so she was happy to see they set at least that up at the end. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. that, and I hope they continue it just so that they can continue the story like the sad part about me is even if the movie's shitty if i know there's supposed to be more i'll watch the second one if it comes out i've watched every single one of those resident evil movies because they've made more now they're all shitty they're all absolutely terrible but after the third one i was like i'm invested i'm here so i'm just going to continue to watch these movies until they stop making them yeah fucking hundred percent how many resident evil fucking movies are there uh i think it's five 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 that is that's a lot oh it's oh i was thinking of final fantasy video games how many fucking final fantasies are there 15 15 jesus yeah yeah so um there's johnny cage of course they leave you because johnny cage is the badass like guy of the first one so you want to see where johnny cage goes so yes i'm i'm in i'm in on this i was in my kitchen after the movie and I'm doing karate moves and shit, like a grown 36-year-old man in his kitchen doing like some karate moves. So I was like, all right, they got me a little bit. If the movie ended and I'm in my kitchen, like filling up water, getting ready for bed, just throwing out air chops, like they, they got me. They got me emotionally a little bit somewhere. I, I, I got you. I get you. Yeah. Uh, my daughters and I we were downstairs watching Ninja Turtles 2 before we started oh, this recording. Yeah. And I wanted to do it. I wanted to throw a couple spin kicks myself, but, yeah. I, but I didn't. I I refrain myself. Yep. But I probably will sometime. What's one and two great turtles in time? I mean, you know, <laughs> we can talk about that someday, I'm sure. Oh yeah. I mean they all can't be winners. No. No, <laughs> no they cannot. I mean, yeah, we could always we did a little Mortal Kombat, you know, detour. We could always do a Ninja Turtle detour. Oh yeah. I could talk to, for days about those. 
Yeah, Ninja Turtles was my first love. If oh, um, yeah, uh, same Ninja here. Turtle, Ninja Turtles was what got me, you know, kind of going into uh, this this area, and then that led led to Star Wars. After that, my actual first love was Transformers. Oh d- yeah, yeah, right. You're you're the perfect age for that because my brother was big into Transformers yeah. too. Um, and He Man as well. Yep, He Man as well. Yep. Both those. I love that He-Man movie. It's so terrible. <laughs> if it comes on TV, I'm watching it. I own the DVD. As soon as they put it on DVD, I was like, purchased. I don't, let's do this. All right. You know, now that you mentioned it, you know what I'm finding a little bit unsettling, uneasy, um, is that there are movies that they are not moving on to like Blu-ray and they're not they're getting very difficult to find as dvds so i know at some point i'm gonna have to get a digital copy of it and i don't i just i don't know man i feel yeah i feel weird as having everything digital i really feel weird about it coming from the cd age and the dvd age and the blu-ray age it's not like i have a ton but i just i just always like to just have that like i still to this day if i want music yes i could just get it off amazon and it puts it right onto my phone which it does it does that but mm-hmm. it does it because I bought the physical CD and got it sent to my house. Oh, I haven't purchased a CD, like physical CD, in easily 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I a little bit feel like that crazy guy in Independence Day. It has like the CB radio and shit in his basement. Like, I, I feel like that's going to be me. <laughs> Jeff Goldblum. Sitting down there with all my fucking DVDs and Blu-rays <laughs> and my CB radio with like a year supply of water, <laughs> just just listening to the classics. Yep. Now, kids, this guy here, he is the notorious Big. Now, if you take a second and listen to this one particular lyric in "Who Shot You," you will find that Biggie, Biggie, was the one that shot you. If you just didn't realize it. The, the, <laughs> this, and then we're going to. So th- this is what launched it. Okay. This was the foundation for what I know at 14 years old to be the greatest rock band of all time. This is Limp Biscuit. Okay. This is rap metal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is when everything in the world came together perfectly to make Limp Biscuit at this moment in time. And, and let me tell you, I did not realize in the beginning, children, but when I go back and say the name of his most famous album, uh, Chocolate Covered Starfish and the Hot Dog Flavored Water, we find out that there is an <laughs> internal hidden meaning yes. to that phrase. <laughs> it is extremely disturbing. <laughs> extremely disturbing. Fucking yeah, and and so like I said before, I think I said it in my other podcast. I don't think if anyone ever listens to anything that I say, I think you've learned it because I talk a lot of shit. But like anyone else who's listening, like you can never believe a word I say about a movie, music, nothing. Because at one point in my life, I legitimately like if, if the devil popped up and was like, "I'll turn you into Fred Durst. You can be Fred Durst for the rest of your life, but give me your soul." At fourteen, I would have been like. Oh fuck yeah! I'm doing that shit. Do I get the Yankees hat with it? Like, let's fucking go, man! Like, now what's he doing? He's probably sucking dick under a bridge in Jacksonville somewhere. Like, what is he doing now? That would have been me. Just like, yeah, give me that dick, yo! He said he was a troll for dicks. 
Yeah. <laughs> Fred Durst is a dick troll. You heard it here. <laughs> yeah. Can't cross this bridge unless you let me suck your dick. What? Take Poor me to Fred the Durst. Take me under the Matthews Bridge. I won't lie, though. I really did like some of his songs. Um, oh, Behind God, Blue yeah. Eyes. I love yeah. that song. Oh, yeah. I mean, look, I talk I talk mad shit on Limp Bizkit, but when I got the XM radio on in the car and then all of a sudden you're just not expecting it, like you heard like a nice Third Eyed Blind song, How's It Gonna Be or whatever, on the 90s station. How's It Gonna Be? I love that song. How's It Gonna Be? Such a great song. One of my all-time favorite 90s songs, How It's Gonna... It's like, if you didn't listen to that after a breakup and cry, were you ever a child of the 90s? I don't know. <laughs> I know. That one in Sixpence, None the Richer. Yup. Kiss me. Kiss me. Dun, 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 dun. And then fucking, like, Break Stuff comes on. Oh, Break Stuff came on the other day on my wife's phone. She was playing it through the kid. Uh, one of our uh, sons, he really likes to dance. He loves music. Very musical. And she always just plays songs for him. And then all of a sudden, Break Stuff came on. Uh-huh. And I, I was in the kitchen fucking, I was going crazy. Me and him were <laughs> dancing and just, like, headbanging and just throwing Give me stuff something up. to break. How about your fucking face? Yeah. Give me all that dick right on my fucking face. <laughs> You may cross this bridge. <laughs> Thank you. You may pass. It's like, what is this? Doesn't even make sense. He's not even getting money for this. He's just, he's just getting cum for this. It's all he wants. It's all he wants. The blowjob was even pretty good too. I don't really I had know. Twenty dollars on me. I was ready to pay the toll. Keep it. <laughs> You're gonna have to pay the actual toll ahead. It's like fucking poor guy. Yeah. I don't I don't even want to look up where Fred Durst is. I was about to look up my I just feel bad for the guy. He's probably just he's probably doing all right. Yeah, I think so, man. Those royalties, he's probably getting those royalty checks. I would believe it. He was on an episode of House, believe it or not. He played a bartender on House one time. Really? Yeah, I was watching it with my family and I'm like, that's Fred Durst, that's Fred Durst. They had no idea what the fuck I was talking about. <laughs> They're just like, Oh, okay. Wow, he sure did. Yep, House bartender. Mm-hmm. He was a bartender in three episodes of House. Yeah. Yep. That's wow. A recurring role. Yeah. Dude, do you think him and House are like boys nowadays? Like they get like like they can talk to each other and shit. I would That'd love be pretty that cool if Hugh Laurie and Fred Durst were friends. But Hugh Laurie would hate me because every time the first thing I'd be like, "So in Stuart Little, okay, the part where he's being chased by the by the owl or the hawk, where were you at, and how did you act? Like, did they have a little like real mouse that you yeah. had to follow along? Was it a little fake mouse? How did you do Stuart Little?" And he would just be like, "So tired of me all the time. That, I've done more want. things than that." No. So no, what you, you have to fucking talk about right now? Are you serious? Yes. No, Mister House, you've done nothing but Stuart Little. Act Stuart right, fucking little Stuart. But yeah, man, we were watching that the other day with the kids, and he also what it was because we were kind of looking up things like that, like we're doing now. Like, what else did he do? And he also did the voice for the bunny on um the Easter main Easter bunny on Hop on the movie Hop. I think that that he also oh yeah, that's right. I didn't watch that movie because it looked like it was shitty. Yeah, it was really bad. It was a really very terrible movie, and that's all my kids wanted to watch for months, and it wasn't even Easter. They watched it all last summer, most of the fall, uh, and until I forced, like, 
when like Christmas came and I was like, Christmas movie time, Easter's fucking over. Like we're done with this. And it was just like Christmas movies. No, I know how that is. My daughters have been watching this awful show on Nickelodeon called Victorious. And they, they're, you know, like most teen shows, like they're a bunch of singers. So they have a soundtrack and like their favorite song to sing is a Christmas song. And I'm like, Christmas is not happening right now. We play Christmas music during Christmas season. Yep. And that's it. And you're like, I, why does it bother you? And I'm like, because it does. That's it. Yeah. That's it. I, Just because it does. Because it's the same fucking song over and over again. Like, if I hear the same song more than two, like, like as an adult right now, even if it's a song I like, if you play it more than two times in a row, I get angry. <laughs> like and that just that 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 concept does not exist for kids for some reason that does not exist with them oh yeah that and with movies yeah. my daughter can watch the same movie back to back like finish watching it and and start it over and watch it again and laugh at the exact same parts like she hadn't seen this movie just two hours before yeah <laughs> yep and yep. i don't i don't understand it i don't either but back to Christmas music, um, I'm that asshole. I love Christmas music, but I have a start date and an end date. So, what is your like? We're wait. What is your? We're waiting until this time to do Christmas music, and we're waiting until X time to put up the tree. Like, what? How? How does it roll in the Lewis household? So, first and foremost, I want to give a shout to Thanksgiving because it's underrated because there's no Thanksgiving music. I feel like that should mm. be a thing. Yep. It should be Thanksgiving music because people should. will start playing Christmas music in November and I'm like, we haven't even had Thanksgiving yet. So uh-huh. I usually say you got to wait till after Black Friday before you can start playing Christmas music. Agreed. Like, give Thanksgiving its time to breathe, you know, and you're going to need to be in a joyous spirit, especially if you missed out on all the great Black Friday deals. So, yes, then you play some Christmas music uh, and then hanging up the Christmas tree is basically whenever my wife tells me she's ready to put stuff up. Oh, so okay. I just. I'm not going to go out of my way to give myself extra work going outside to hang up the uh, Christmas uh, decorations outside because it's always, hey, this weekend we're going to go outside and do the Christmas decorations. And I say every time, oh, you mean by we, you mean me? I'm going to go outside <laughs> and hang up the Christmas decorations. I'll hold the ladder. Oh, no, no. She doesn't even hold the ladder. She's usually <laughs> doing stuff inside the house and she puts the tree up and stuff. So yep. I'll give her that credit. If you but, fall, I'll fall off the ladder in Arizona, do you just fall onto a lawn of gravel? Like, do you fucking have grass down there? No, it's just rock, rock and bushes. Like, there's times when I'm on the ladder, I just look, okay, it's like, if I do tip over, I'll just jump into this bush. Or, you know what, this is, that's it. I've broken a leg. I've made my peace with God about it. So, <laughs> let's just hope this ladder doesn't fall over. Yeah, you got to have a fucking plan, man. That was like, I when I went out, as far west as I've been is, it was Colorado. And I was in the um, desert part of Colorado, which I actually didn't know existed until I went there. I thought it was all like mountains and skiing and shit. And uh-huh. that, was, that was the one thing that always stuck with me was just people had like rockscape, I guess you'd call it. Like rock, it wasn't landscaping. It was like really kind of cool sometimes like the way that they made the rocks in their front yard people just didn't have grass oh yeah and what's really funny is uh the way our hoa works like the rocks have to look full so like you can get a hoa fine if your rocks are thinned out in your front yard (laughs) (laughs) it's the dumbest thing you gotta have a rock guy you gotta have a rock guy down there which is a thing that's pretty cool 
you have to go call yeah you have to go to like home depot and buy a bunch of more gravel to put in front of your front yard that is fucking bizarre but like yeah. in, in new england it's like you know you everywhere every region has their own thing you have a plow guy you have like if you get your driveway plowed or whatever so you get a call the fucking plow guy and he does it but i was fucking with with grass all weekend man fuck grass i'm so sick of it i wouldn't mind just like killing it all <laughs> and putting rocks in uh, it, what's funny is this is the complete opposite out here like so many people are like we need to have a good backyard and, and like it costs so much money to keep like a good like real grass backyard in arizona because you got to have like your sprinkler system running pretty all much the time <laughs> all the time yeah yeah like at least four times a day you'd have to have your sprinkler system running to have real grass so then a lot of people have like fake grass because of it and you guys don't even know al- you like allergies are not a thing down there right oh no like allergies are a huge allergies. thing oh oh they are i thought you guys didn't have yeah. much seasonal allergies down there well, fuck you you, ca- you allergic to cactus what what is blooming in arizona that's the thing. So, because I when I moved out here at first, people were like, it's a dry heat. You should be good to go. Your asthma will be fine. And then I went to a doctor who was knowledgeable, and I told him, I was like, dude, like my allergies actually got worse out here. And he's like, yeah, because what's happening is a lot of the florists and whatnot are bringing in plants that are not native to Arizona. And so the pollen count is getting higher than what it normally would be. And so uh-huh. now, like, allergies out the wazoo. Oh, well, then, there you go. Humans doing shit that they shouldn't be fucking doing. Always, 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 always. We're running out of time, so I'll save my Kareem fucking UFO corner. We'll save that for another time. But I've some news in the UFO community. That's all I'm saying. All right. There's been some movement. Some things happened. Some interviews were done with some very high ranking Air Force people. And um, I'm I'm pretty excited about it. Sounds Um, good to me. But oh yeah, uh, Christmas for me. Yeah, so I agree with you on that. Thanksgiving is the time. Thanksgiving night is when I start Christmas music, like dessert time. That's my thing. Dessert okay. comes out. <laughs> and you're I, like the pies walking down. You're like, wait, honey, hold on, hold on. All I want for Christmas, bring that pumpkin pie. Yeah. Is you <laughs> my Mariah Carey? Like the I'm very traditional. My Christmas music. But there, but then I have like a handful of like newer songs that I throw in there with it. But I like to uh-huh. do the original Frank Sinatra Rat Pack kind of Christmas. Oh, okay. um, all the Dean Martin, Frank Sinatra, Sammy Davis, all those guys. Um, I like that. But I also, uh, and it, it is just a staple now because it's a dance party every time it comes on. But um, Christmas and Hollis with uh, Run DMC, me and the boys go fucking ape shit when that comes on. Nice, nice. It's okay. Christmas time in Hollis, Queens. Mom's cooking chicken and collard greens, rice and stuffing, macaroni and cheese. I fucking, I've never heard that song. Oh my god, it's a it's a good one. It is a good one. Christmas in Hollis, Queens will run DMC. Um, and that's it, man. I mean, is there anything else you wanted to add? Anything we missed as we chat upon the new Mortal Kombat? Uh, no, not really. I mean, uh. We talked about last time. Christopher Lambert was the original Raiden. He's yes. also the Highlander. Or the, yep. Was, yeah. <laughs> the Highlander. Yeah, my, those, my wife was like, the Raiden was there. She's like, oh, they used an actual like Asian guy to play Raiden. That's great. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, oh, yeah, and she was, and I oh, go ahead. I was going to say, and she also was very pleased from a female perspective, which we don't have on the show, was um, 
it, how the everybody was attractive she liked how all the the guys like um kung lao and Liu kang were all these very handsome chiseled uh asian dudes this time around as opposed oh, gotcha. to the originals so it's like yeah that's cool melina had Wait, a fan. robin robin what's his name was an attractive asian guy the original Liu kang yeah yeah he was though i give you yeah he definitely was he was shredded too yeah i thought so yeah i don't know huh i thought most of the people were in the mortal kombat movies were attractive yeah, I mean, who knows? Maybe it's just, you know, when you're a kid, they seem so old, and now she's seeing these guys, and they're like these 20-year-old handsome dudes, and she's into it. I'm fucking old. What do you want from me? All I can do is try my best. That's it. I wake up every day. Charm. All I'm saying is that, what's that? I can't say her name. Melania? What am I calling, Melina? Am I calling her? Yeah, I was calling her fucking Trump's daughter there or whatever. Melina <laughs> um, had a fatty, though. She had a she had a dump truck on her in that movie. I don't know if you, if you scope that out, but I was pretty. I didn't because I was just I was just so upset with this movie yeah. that I just was like, I'm here. I got to let this end, but I'm not really paying attention to all these different characters. You stamp. Well, let's give it one final stamp. Put this fucking abomination to rest. Give it the old. Uh, was it warm? Lukewarm trash. Lukewarm trash. Yep. Lukewarm trash. Fucking boom. boom. You heard it here first. Lukewarm trash. Pretty much our version of the Mortal Kombat song was how that movie was. Yes. <laughs> Left you wanting. Yes. Uh, well, it's been it's been another episode. It looks like it recorded this time. I'm not gonna make any promises, but it did look like it recorded this time. Woot woot! That's a step in the right fucking direction. Agreed. And uh, what? Do, where do we go from here, Ben? Where do we go from here? Uh, I don't know. Where do you All think right. we should go? Let's. Well, I'm kind of. I kind of got a little excited when we talked about Ninja Turtles. I mean, we can definitely do Ninja Turtles. Yeah. A little, a little excited when we talked about Ninja Turtles. Maybe doing the first Ninja Turtles. I haven't watched it in a while, so that might be a nice one to throw in. Cool. I'm down for that. All right. So we'll do we'll do the first Ninja Turtles next time. All right. The original ones? The Yeah, the original ones, uh, the 90s, the 90s ones. Okay, cool. Yeah, with um, with the guy who went on to go with it. He was on a cop show after that. Really fucking famous. Can't even think of it right now. But there was one of those, like, maybe Chicago PDs or something like that. Casey Jones. He went on to do that. I was watching it one day. Somebody's house. Oh, that's him. cool. Is that Casey Jones? Like, oh, yeah. So, all right. Well, fuck, fuck me up to the moon. Fuck me up to the moon. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. All righty. All right. Bye, Ben. Bye.